0: Satan, this fiery red dragon with his murderous designs is there at the birth of Jesus. And so we see as we look at the manger scene something more than what we normally talk about on the surface. Sure, there were probably animals nearby that feeding trough. but They weren't trying to devour the Christ child. The devil was. And sure, it might have been dirty and maybe not so clean, but it wasn't dangerous, was it? Well, the devil was and that's the behind the scene picture that takes place in the spiritual realms which the book of revelation opens up to us but see not just that horrific picture see what john paints here the mighty victory when you see the manger see that and see the amazing love that the manger scene reveals The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock-solid hope in rim country. December 23rd, 2018. Revelation 12, 1-6. You know, I've often found movies more enjoyable if you watch not just the film, but the the behind-the-scenes extra clips that they include. Sometimes those are quite interesting because they show you how... Things played about in the development of the movie. And some of the, the action scenes are really interesting when they're real stunts. Someone really jumped from a plane. Someone really climbed out of the freezing water or was doing something amazing. And you get to see what the, the actors and the crew did to accomplish it behind the scenes. After seeing all that, it kind of makes you appreciate even more what you once enjoyed. Wouldn't you like to do that with real events? Real miraculous events that are recorded in the Bible? Well, this morning, we do get a behind the scene picture. And it's a picture of what took place on Christmas Eve. And as we draw back the curtain and look at what's taking place, we look in Revelation 12 and we see the manger scene reveals some amazing love. Certainly if you would have talked to Mary and Joseph, you probably would have heard them describe the first Christmas a little bit different from the way we sing it in hymns like Away in a Manger. I'm sure it probably wasn't a a silent night, probably dirty, not the best situation. But what we're going to look at goes even further than that. Wouldn't you like to see things from God's perspective? What was not just taking place on the surface, but on the spiritual realm? In Revelation chapter 12, God reveals for us what the Father saw as he looked down on the birth of his Son and what was taking place with the battle of the cosmos and the spiritual forces of evil. That's what we see when we look at the manger. And it's there that we see just how great the love was of the one who was born. First of all, to begin with, when we open up this book to Revelation 12, we we have to recognize the type of biblical literature we're reading. See, Revelation is a book of visions, and John never intended us to take the pictures, the symbols, and the scenes depicted literalistically and directly. It's a vision, and much like the books of Ezekiel and Daniel, there are powerful pictures portrayed for us which depict striking realities in the spiritual realm. You know, the biblical literature is much like other forms of art. You see, Art has realism, which depicts things as they literally are. And likewise, the Bible has historical accounts that depict things as they really happened. The Bible also has poetry, which would be like figurative art mixed with realism. And the Bible also has apocalyptic end times, vision language. And this would be more like, if you're going to compare it to art, the surrealist, or the abstract arts. So, for example, if you were going to go to a museum to see the work of Salvador Dali or Pablo Picasso, you wouldn't expect to see things depicted in their paintings just as they are in the real world. No, it's, it's surreal, and it has symbols and icons and colors to convey powerful messages. That's how it is with the book of Revelation. John says he sees a vision, and he conveys for us with symbols, pictures, and images a very powerful message. Here in chapter 12, he describes for us a great and wondrous sign. This great sign that appears is, it's a woman. And she depicts for us someone who's in labor and about to give birth. Now, when you read on and realize this is a picture of Christmas, of the birth of Jesus, Someone might begin to jump to the conclusion that this woman must be Mary. But remember, it's a vision. And this woman, yes, would include Mary, but is described in other lights. As you see, the woman has the moon under her feet, clothed with the sun, 12 stars around the crown on her head. These pictures bring to light something more than just a single person. Just as other women in Revelation represent greater things and events, This woman represents more than Mary. It's someone who has the 12 stars on her crown, a royal crown. One which she deserves because it's bestowed on her. And she's robed in the righteousness that comes from knowing Christ. And she has a measure of authority. As you read on, it says that this woman is going to be around from the time of Christ's birth all the way to the end of time. This picture here with the 12 and the royalty is God's people. It is a picture of Israel and of God's church. So it's, yes, it includes Mary, but it's also you and me. This is all believers. But maybe what catches your attention as you read through this account is more than that pregnant woman who's about to give birth. John records another sign appeared in heaven. And there we see something horrific, something terrible. An enormous fiery red dragon with seven heads and seven horns, ten horns, and seven crowns on its head. The picture here is what we really see in the manger scene. This baby devouring monster that is present at the birth of Jesus. And it's later identified very clearly as this is the one we call Satan, who is the devil. Satan, this fiery red dragon with his murderous designs, is there at the birth of Jesus. And so we see, as we look at the manger scene, something more than what we normally talk about on the surface. Sure, there were probably animals nearby that feeding trough, but they weren't trying to devour the Christ child. The devil was. And sure, it might have been dirty and maybe not so clean, but it wasn't dangerous, was it? Well, the devil was. And that's the behind the scene picture that takes place in the spiritual realms, which the book of Revelation opens up to us. God's enemy, his adversary, trying to destroy the work of God. See, this is what the devil is bent on doing. He knows that this child, as John says, is born to rule the nations. He is the one prophesied in Psalm 2 who would be the Messiah born of Israel and born to rescue God's people. And so he stands poised, ready as soon as Jesus is born to kill him and destroy him. This horrific baby monster devouring picture shows us that we have quite an enemy against us. The devil is described here as he sweeps a third of the stars out of the sky. Those stars representing, as you read later on, many of the angels who he dragged with him in rebellion against God. And so it's this leader of the fallen angels, along with the demons that are with him, trying to stop the work of Christ. As you look at this vision, though it's not all defeat, it's not all fear. It says the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that he might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son. Quoting the exact words from Luke chapter 3. A male child who will rule the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and his throne. See, Jesus was born to face our enemy. When you look at the the scene of Christmas, do you see God as just a little bit generous, a little bit loving towards this world? Or do you see this this full picture of the amazing love of God that he would send his son, give his son to face the darkness and the dangers? And do you see the son who willingly came to this dark world to face our enemy for us? And because Satan had led Adam and Eve into sin, and all of their offspring into sin and darkness. He had apparently succeeded in his plan to rule over God's creation and destroy the work of God. But here, in this moment, is revealed the one who came that Satan could not stop. Jesus, born of a woman, born into this world, faced the devil. And though John jumps right away to his resurrection and ascension, We know how he faced the devil. He faced what we could not. Remember throughout his life how the devil attacked him and went against him. The ten horns that are represented on this dragon represent seats of power, as horns say in the book of Daniel. And we see glimpses of that in Jesus' life how kings like Herod tried to murderously destroy the child, but he didn't succeed. And how the devil would over and over again try to tempt Jesus as he did in the wilderness and to get him to fail, but he didn't succeed. And how the, the, the devil, Satan, was really behind every attack against Jesus, every demon that cried out against him, every teacher that opposed him. We read how it was the devil behind his disciples' wish to turn him aside from his work. And it was the devil who incited his disciple Judas to betray him, Jesus. And the devil was certainly behind the powers and authorities that killed and crucified him. But Jesus was accomplishing something amazing as he faced these attacks. The devil, yes, had led Adam and Eve into sin and darkness, had destroyed God's creation. But that son born came to do what we could not. And for every day, bit of sin and darkness and every failure that we have on us that son was born to bear it himself and the reason he faced the dragon Satan and the reason he came to this dark world was to put on his shoulders the weight of every wrong and sin and to renew us in God's creation as forgiven children Jesus became our brother to free us from the devil from death and from hell As we look at this picture here, we see the triumph of the son. It says he was snatched up into heaven and seated at God's right hand in the throne of God. Jesus could not be defeated by the devil. He preached to the spirits in prison his victory. He rose from the grave alive. And Jesus, this one born into the world to save, ascended visibly into heaven and he's seated at God's right hand just as the vision says. The devil can't touch him. He rules over the nations. His work is done and Jesus is victorious. But as you look at this vision, it goes on. The woman fled into the desert. As you read on later, it says, When the dragon saw he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Since the devil could not reach into heaven and stop God's son, he goes after God's children, after you and me, after the church. And that's why you have the picture of the woman, the church, fleeing into the wilderness. Our time right now is not a time of paradise. It's a time of hardship and waiting. The picture of the time in the wilderness is 1,260 days, or 42 months. That is half of seven years. Seven being the number of God's time of work for his people. Seven, or the half of seven here representing times, time and half a time. A time of waiting. A time when you and I are in the wilderness. And there, that same dragon that wanted to devour God's son, now has his sights bent on you, the church. And the devil, that baby devouring monster, wants to destroy God's people. Jesus gave a picture of the work of the devil as he described him as one who is like a bird, that when he sees the seed of the gospel being sown, snatches it up so that it can't take hold and someone can't be freed from his grasp and darkness. Peter once was told by Jesus, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. No wonder that the woman flees from the serpent, from the devil, and goes into the wilderness. How can we stand against such an enemy? Well, it doesn't say that the woman or the church fights against the devil. No, it says she has a place prepared by God. She is the one who trusts in the child, the one who was born to save. How do we stand and how do we bear up? We look at the scene of the manger, for what it really is. And we see behind just the surface to the amazing love of God. We are saved through faith in that son who was born. When the devil comes and he taunts and he tempts and he seeks to destroy the faith and harm God's people, they need to look to that manger scene. And they need to see what's going on behind the picture. God coming in the flesh to rescue his people. God victorious over the devil and over sin and hell. God rising in victory to defeat all his enemies and ruling forever. The time here that's pictured for the woman is, yes, a time in the wilderness. We now are waiting and we are sojourning on this earth. And the devil will come with his attacks and his assaults. He wants to destroy you because you are God's new creation. But don't give in to despair and don't lose sight of what God has done. Your strength is found as you see what God here reveals. His amazing love in the manger. As you sojourn this earth, keep your eyes focused on what took place that night. See the sun who came to rescue. See the sun who destroyed the dark devil and the dragon that sought to devour. See the sun who died for his people and rose again and will come again. You know, this Christmas, when you celebrate, you're going to see manger scenes. You're going to You're going to sing those hymns, such as Away in a Manger and Silent Night. But I want you to just appreciate this Christmas, the behind the scenes. Draw back the curtain and look at what's really taking place. Tomorrow night, when you celebrate Christmas Eve, see that horrible, baby devouring monster, the devil, who stood opposed to us. But see not just that horrific picture, see what John paints here the mighty victory of him who rules the nations and sits at God's right hand. See the God who who would willingly face anything for his people. A God who loves you so much, he would not leave you to face your enemy and leave you to despair and darkness. When you see the manger, see that. And see the amazing love that the manger scene reveals. Amen.